Welcome to Girls Room, where each week we unpack the foundational text of the 2010s, HBO's Girls. I'm Julia Gray. I have my incredible co-host with me once again, Drew Haskins. Hello, everyone. Hello. We're we're alone again. I think we're really cozying into this um, dynamic duo situation. Yeah, 100%. Um, I like the relaxed atmosphere. <laughs> Of just we've settling having, in like we've been having some crazy fall seasons i'd say very busy in a way where this this is kind of a welcome break in my yeah opinion. i not to get into like the meat and potatoes of uh or how the sausage gets made i should say of like <laughs> podcasting but booking is very hard where we yeah. have some great guests coming up don't you worry but um <laughs> It, uh, yeah, this month has just been so crazy. Um, and just having the two of us here has been kind of a welcome balm. Yeah, honestly, I feel like just like we say every episode, um, about feeling tired every month, we say it's been a crazy month. And you know what? That is just every month is crazy, and every day I am tired. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's just being an adult. Um, I will the podcast. I will say this month has been for me especially crazy for reasons I don't necessarily need to get into on my but like um that's true. I'm just like ready. We're recording this obviously in September because this is gonna be out tomorrow in September. So I don't know why I even preface this, but um <laughs> October's right around the corner. It's it it's gonna be Halloween soon enough. Um pumpkin patch season. I'm I've never been so ready for the like the warm comforting basicness of October it's time oh my god I we're really the fall season on the calendar of Julia kicks off with my birthday on the 25th of September Mm -hmm. and it's just really smooth sailing until Christmas this is my this is my basic bitch sweet spot I love it I love that for you I really do I'm also like September, I can take or leave your birthday mm-hmm. aside. Um, and everyone go wish Julia a happy belated <laughs> birthday on Instagram. <laughs> um, no, like September aside, I like October, November really are like the months I feel like I blossom and June too. But um, yeah, I love, I love October so much. I do really go full like christian girl autumn and the moment it stops being like 80 degrees here in chicago my sweaters are will be out my boots will be on um i look horrible in scarves because they make me look like pinhead larry but i will (laughs) still be you know I'll, i'll manage i'll manage i feel like scarves don't work on anyone I think it takes a very special kind of person. I don't know. I'm imagining a, a range of people <laughs> in scarves. And I maybe I'm just not a, I don't know. I feel like they're for pr- practicality. You know, I, I don't think you're eh, actually, no. Now I'm, I'm imagining a woman in a long coat and a red scarf and it's kind of coming together for me. Oh, it's so elegant. <laughs> I think a woman in a scarf can be very powerful. I think a man in, this, in a scarf nine times out of ten is 
Pinhead Larry, and I'm one of the nine. That might be that might be it. It's it's a woman in a scarf can be very powerful, and a man in a scarf can be Pinhead Larry. Yeah, but I do. A man in a scarf is also so like hipster Tumblr era. It like Sue Fan Stevens being like, "Burr, I'm cold." Well, wait, he wasn't the good example to use. I, I know, I like it. I like it. I also feel like you could pull. I, I don't know. I've never seen you in a scarf, to be honest. But I think with your wardrobe and your, I think you could pull it off. Maybe this is the year I re- reintroduce. But I like the scarves I like are like those Hermes silk scarves, which are not, you know, like real functional scarves. That's not functional. That is for that is for look pulling only. And I appreciate yeah. But I could and I could see you in that as well. But I'm I'm talking like cozy scarf. I think you'd need like a long coat to go with it. Yeah. Like a I I do want to get some sort of like knee length trench. I think that's maybe what not the like do. classic like flasher at the movie theaters <laughs> trench coat, but like no, but like even along like those lines. Yeah, even hip length. Just like a longer kind of Yeah. And a scarf that's like very like detective. I'd be detective Drew. I don't know. Okay, I think maybe we're we're imagining two different looks. But in my in my look, you look not like a detective. You look like a fashionable. Okay, to see to me that is fashionable. But <laughs> also in my head, I will say I'm thinking of Detective McGruff. Mm. Who is Detective McGruff? <laughs> Wait, I don't know how to pull this. You should Google him because he's, I guess, a style icon for me. Um, oh my god, Detective McGruff. Yeah, that, that the crime dog. The crime dog. Okay, yeah, no, he's he's working. Wood. Yeah. Wait. Oh, is he a cop? Is he? Oh. Well, he was created for through the Ab Council to crime increase dog. crime awareness and personal safety. Okay, this slogan is so bad it's take a bite out of crime what that sounds like they're promoting crime <laughs> that does sound like they're promoting that makes crime sounds cool yeah take like a cr- bite out of crime it's like a klondike bar or something like it makes it sound delicious and and cool yeah when it's nothing crime is nothing of the sort oh. um unless it's like diamond theft like that's you think that's the cool kind of crime yeah it's not crime that i've endorsed but like kids if you're gonna if you're gonna be a criminal go like the ocean's 11's route true um i think we need to talk before we get into the episode i have a very important thing to discuss with you okay so i took your advice last week um i i got sick that's not your advice, but I did get sick. Yeah. <laughs> and then I remembered what did Drew, where did Drew tell me to start with Real Housewives of Salt Lake? That's a great sick show. I'm still a little sick, if you can't tell by my voice, listeners. Um, and I took your advice to watch the show. I didn't, you, you said start with season two. I didn't. I just jumped right into season four. Okay. And wow, what a blast. I am loving it. It really is such a little treat. Um, Mm -hmm. 
And I almost don't think you like season two is helpful for context. And there mm-hmm. are some good episodes. I if you're gonna like skip ahead to season four, mm-hmm. going back and watching the I think it's a two episode arc in which Jen Shaw gets arrested. I must watch that. It's it's just helpful to know what we had before she's not here because the show is truly like clicking on all cylinders, firing I mean, on all cylinders I think in her fire. absence. Yeah. Um, wait, in her absence? Yeah, it's so much Whoa. better without her there. <gasps> That's crazy. Yeah. The new, Why? so Why? how many episodes are you in for? How many what? How many episodes are you, have oh, you I'm seen caught so up. far? I'm caught okay. up. Including yeah, the really... one that aired yesterday or two days ago. I think I just watched that one, okay. yeah. And I'm loving listening to the sup recaps. Yes. Um, so funny so 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 funny um cannot recommend that podcast enough um the who are you liking okay I who am I liking that's a really tough question because they're all I find them all very annoying and distasteful yeah I think Mary Cosby's a total bitch but she keeps it real (laughs) She keeps it real in a way that's very unreal, if that makes yeah. sense. And it's also like, come on, play along. You're on the fucking show. Like, just, you know, I hate, wait, was it Lisa Barlow who's, was it Meredith or Lisa Bar- No, it was Lisa Barlow who ro- lost her ring, right? No, it was Lisa Barlow who lost her ring. Yeah, Lisa Barlow who lost yeah, her yeah. ring. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then it killed me when, um, I can't remember what, one of the girls' names, Huge Boobs, uh jersey oh monica oh when yes when monica was like like you don't she was like i understand the middle class (laughs) and then monica was like the middle class doesn't have money for like sixty thousand thousand dollar rings and lisa goes yes they do (laughs) (laughs) so it should come as no shock that lisa barlow is my favorite um yeah she's hilarious for as tone deaf as that comment was I do think I'm still on her side about it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, you are on Housewives. Like, yes. I don't know if we need to be like talking about being like class aware. This is this is we're on Housewives. I think Lisa could use maybe a scooch more class awareness, but I also don't for believe sure. that as a real housewife, you should have to apologize for your wealth. I think. No, I agree. You like, know, bi- billionaires like, aside. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. It's like, these women are all rich beyond, you know, our wildest dreams. Yeah. And that's the show. That is actually the premise of the show. So I think her complaining about losing a $60,000 ring at the airport. Why were you fucking wearing it at the airport? Is the show. That's the show that you signed up for. It 100% is. Um, and Lisa gave an interview with Daily Mail Australia in which yeah. she revealed that the ring was uninsured. So she just ate the $60,000. Oh. Which sucks. Oh my. How, why would you not insure that? I mean, I think she just thought she was infallible. I mean, Lisa Barlow in so many ways is sort of like an infallible person to me. I think she has such a flat affect, but everything aside, she is the most normal, real world grounded 
person on that show to me. Oh my god, because... that's a crazy thing to say. <laughs> okay, but, well, do you think it's Heather Gay? Because I think Heather Gay is one of the great losers of human history. <laughs> one of the great losers of human history. Yep. No, I don't. I don't like her. Actually, I think she's a little flat and fake. You know, she's very flat and fake. Um, this season, she's she had a horrible season three. I mean, everyone kind of did, but she had a horrible season three. And she's definitely on her best behavior right now, but it's still like, she's so like transparently trying to be like the relatable fun one when Monica just does it so much better. Yeah. I think Monica's a star. Monica does it so much better. She is a star. I feel that, um, what's her name? I do not like Angie K. Hate Angie K. Annoying, so annoying. Why'd you come on this trip? I don't know. And like, she's trying to manufacture moments. Like, it's so um, like her trying to drop that bomb, being like, "Oh, uh, did you guys know Monica was Jen's assistant?" And then um, a everyone was like, "We already knew that." And then in the confessional, Monica was like, "Everyone here was Jen's assistant at one yeah. point because you guys were always doing shit for her and not getting paid." Crazy, mm-hmm. crazy. I I like um, what's her name with the Botox? Uh, Amber, what's her name? She has the Botox I, I, studio. That's Heather. Heather Amber. <laughs> Wait, you like Heather, or do you like Heather or Whitney? Or dislike Whitney? I don't like Whitney. Okay. I don't like Whitney either, but Whitney I do find necessary for the show. Heather, Heather, the Botox one, to me, is one of the great losers of human history. Oh, okay. I mean, she's definitely a loser. (laughs) She. (laughs) I mean, to grow up and allegedly, allegedly, allegedly piss herself at the same time on a bus that was wild i i like her in the way that i like to watch her i don't like her um okay are we on the same page about whitney you think she's flat and fake whitney is definitely flat and fake and her accent as like i can't unhear how sexy unique podcast does her voice like (laughs) oh whitney rose um (laughs) it's impossible not to like make fun i think she is just such a silly unserious person i think she's Um, also like i can't figure her out she doesn't really have a character these other women are like characters yeah maybe maybe it's just this season i'm not seeing it but like she doesn't really she kind of fades into the background in a little she whitney is very subdued this season and heather heather who had the bad season last year is very subdued this season too um aside from drinking five espresso martinis and vomiting on herself espresso martinis with tequila that is so like you don't have five you don't know i wouldn't if i had i wouldn't have one of those i I would like (laughs) i'd be the airheads balloon like impossible um yeah it is so good though and like i the ratings are really good this season so i think people are really on board for it um which is great because it it was unwatchable last season like it takes a lot for me to tune out of a house of seasons that i've started but that was one of them um this one is must watch tv though and i'm so the potomac trailer just dropped today too for the new season and i'm very excited for that 
I'm not a Potomac watcher. Maybe I should, that should be my next project. It is. Yeah, that's a fun one. It's on season eight though. So there's just a lot more ground to tread. Um, That's That's tough for me. Maybe I'll just like watch the must watch seasons. Yeah, I would say the must watch are like four, five, or three, four, five, I think are the must watch. Um, Six and seven, seven was kind of bad. Six was pretty good. But yeah, three through five, that's the must watch. That's like the glory years. Okay, cool. This Um, one looks good though. I think we should do this um, every week. Oh, yeah. I'm so I can talk about Bravo for hours and hours and hours if people just like let me cook. Like, I think I think uh, it's girls room. It's only natural. We have a segment where we talk about the girls of Bravo. Oh, absolutely. And um, VPR is coming back, I think, sooner. Really? I've seen rumors that oh, it's that- going to come back in December. That's crazy. They're trying to fast track, obviously, without Raquel, but we should get um friend of the pod, Gabriella, to oh claim we're back on. Yes. Wow. I would, we could really like do some Bravo stuff after girls, honestly. Yeah. I'm all, I'm always, always, always down for it. Um, And I think we're in a pretty good, I mean, we could talk about Potomac even too. It is coming back, like, in a, we set up the bonus episode. <laughs> Honestly, something to think about. Let's see. This is why it's just nice to have the two of us. Like we're really cooking in the kitchen. <laughs> we're really cooking. Um, I I was gonna say we should do like timestamps in the episode description. You know, so people can. You Pick know what I mean? Choose. Yeah, one hundred percent. One who weekly does that, and I'm like, that's kind of genius because better. Bet if you don't want to hear. Salt Lake City stuff. Go ahead. Boop. Boop. Yeah, if you're here just Boop to hear along. us talk about a show that aired uh, six, <laughs> seven years ago at this point, um, which is the core conceit of our podcast, so I shouldn't really knock it, but um, yes. yeah, skip forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you're living in the past when you do that, and you're cutting yourself off to, um, you know, global culture, but also us uh, cooking in the kitchen. And exactly. why would you want to... Just eat the meal and not hear it here about the kitchen. I, I think we need to offer offer up the option though. Yeah. I, like who, who weekly inspired me? I I'm happy to adopt this. Um if they can do it, we can. We can starting in season six of girls, we will be yes. timestamp babies. Um, should we okay. get into the show? Let's finale. Do it. Yes. Season five, episode 10 finale. Last time Hannah and Tally Schifrin spent a sweet day together smoking weed and stealing bicycles Frana is no longer hannah and fran have broken up elijah and dale are also over um dill dill dale oh my god i said dale well <laughs> exactly that shows how important that story arc was yeah um, <laughs> Shosh is helping Ray spruce up his coffee shop and rebranding it as an anti-hipster establishment. And Marnie and Ray hook up after she has a sex dream about him. And Desi still sucks. Desi still sucks. And Desi really still sucked this episode, oh, too. Oh, oh God. in more ways than one. Uh, in more <laughs> ways than one? Yeah. Um, oh, should we start with Hannah this week? Okay, I wonder if maybe we start 
with getting Shosh out of the way. Oh yeah, let's get Shosh out of the way. He's, I would get we, we can get Marnie out of the way too. Okay, true. Let's yeah. Here. I'm moving these up to the top. Yeah, because Jess and Hannah are like twin twin. Yeah. So Marnie um didn't come with Ray. <laughs> I love the way she says it. She's like, I'm sorry you didn't come. <laughs> she says, but I can only come with people I hate. So I'm like working on that with my online therapist. Uh, fair yeah like dialogue that sounds like satire but is like real i'm trying to say this in a way that's not like so personal um i like i is i have hooked up with someone who has said basically verbatim this exact line of dialogue and i was like like why are you telling me this like i mean yeah i I at least they know each other well at this point exactly and honestly that seems very marnie you know very marnie and honestly when she she probably did hate him when they were first having sex you know yeah she definitely did yeah she was kind of like oh you're disgusting like let's do this and so maybe she she had a different sort of attachment to him then and now she really loves him but <laughs> she really does so much so that she invited him to go on tour with her and Desi um, as they open for the Lumineers. Perfect. Perfect. Um, and she he's just like asks- lugging guitar cases and stuff. Yeah, she basically asks him to like join as an assistant. She doesn't use that word, but she's like, I'll need like a lot of emotional support and of course like some technical support. Like, like getting me coconut water and stuff (laughs) she's such a bitch she is such a bitch but he is like he just can't help himself with her like he will drop every he literally does drop his job temporarily to go like follow her on tour and like be kind of passive aggressively like bro broed out with by desi like it's just crazy yeah Oh my god. I think he's on his worst behavior this week. Oh, he is so, so. I mean, he. So they get to the uh, venue. And I think they expected Tandis to be touring with them or like at the show with them. But um, uh, Desi says, oh, yeah, like she had a family member die, which is like kind of clearly a lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, he's outside the venue there are like these teen girls kind of crowded around him um one of them says she has a blog and she wants to interview him for the blog and he's just you know getting a little too too close for comfort a little too much eye contact um but don't really you don't really think anything of it at the moment um and then later am i missing missing anything before uh, i'm missing anything (laughs) later like at the final the final montage um, of the episode includes Marnie like banging on the dressing room door. She needs, uh, and I quote, her in ear inner ear monitor and her open-toed shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and so her and Ray are knock, knock, knocking on the door. Ray's screaming, she needs her open-toed shoes. And we see inside, Desi is getting... Um, uh earmuffs for the kids in the room sucked off by this teen girl with pink streaks 
and it is just he, and he's i don't remember what he's saying but he says something like oh i love your blog yeah it was so great i mean he's such so a skeezball yes and oh god honestly you can see it coming from a mile away like there's he's just such a gross gross guy and you know they bust in and they catch him yeah i um and that's the last one we see of Marnie this season. Like maybe we uh talk a little bit about how each girl's arc wrapped up this season. How yeah. does that sound? Yeah. I I, so. I liked Marnie's arc until like the last like few episodes. Like I felt like they were spinning their wheels a little bit. Yeah. I mean Yeah. I don't know. I I really I wish they gave Shosh more yeah i wish they gave shosh more i wish they gave marnie more i but we did get like two classic character focused episodes for each of them like shosh um well shosh the only thing that really happens this episode with her is like the coffee shop is doing great under the new regime (laughs) that they put the sign on the window floor I also like the no man buns allowed sign, which is like being very literally enforced by Hermie Ray's boss. Um, when they he quite literally kicks the guy out of the coffee shop. Um, oh I, I think they have a sign that has like it says man buns, and then there's a cross through it, <laughs> and the guy has a man bun. Yeah. Um, so yeah she was just like you can't really be turning these people away you just have to like glare at them make them yeah <laughs> and then Hermie gives Shosh some tough love advice about like channeling her energy and like moderating it only when it's really necessary to go all out like not living her life at a 10 mm-hmm. which is received so well by her and then the, the Shosh's like whole season ends with her and um Hermie dancing when the coffee shop is closed with a broomstick to like um can't take my eyes off of you yeah so what did what did you think of that I thought it was so sweet I really did um very sweet Shosh had such a good I like I mean I think it was a necessary season for Shosh's general maturity to go have this really transformative experience in a place that could not be further away from New York and the rest of the girls um mm-hmm. I think I kind of wish we'd seen a little bit more of her in the past two or three episodes but I think you can make a pretty good argument yeah that I think after Hannah, which we'll get to, this was the most successful arc of, or I think the most like conceptually successful arc of the season. Yeah, I mean, I I think I agree with you. I I feel like she she grew a lot. She is kind of like coming into herself, and it's crazy that Japan happened just over the season. Yeah. You know, it was like a good, it was a good quick window. We didn't need it for any longer than it happened, but it was perfect. And I liked her having like a solo journey. It it makes sense for the way the show continues to move. 
Yeah, and like in a similar way, I think the Marnie. It's crazy to think that this season started with Marnie's wedding only ten episodes ago. I mean, how quickly things blew up in the meantime. But mm-hmm. the Panic of Central Park is such a perfect episode of television. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if I think the back half of the season doesn't really resolve the Marnie arc. Well, it really carries over into next season too. So I guess it kind of is a two season arc for her. Um, but that one episode makes the whole thing worth it to me. Definitely. And the wedding episode is so good too. Like oh, I will never forget. Just uh, priceless. Like Sophia Bush's sister's wedding. God, I mean, I could, that's one of the all timers for me. Yeah. The wedding episode. That's so good. Should we talk about Hannah? Yes. Hannah's kind of the centerpiece of the episode. Um, We start with her taking a run to... I tried to look up this pop song. I could not figure it out. What? Okay. Oh, I can tell you know. exactly what it is because it is one of my all-time favorite stupid running workout songs. It is Bombastic by Bonnie McKee, the legendary singer-songwriter Bonnie McKee who co-wrote Teenage Dream like oh basically the whole album for Katy Perry like wow. and, and she is like a legendary songwriter who wrote basically every good pop song from 2010 to 2012 um, yeah. and has really good solo music too and bombastic is a stupid song but it's so stupid and perfect yeah. it's yeah perfect for this too um like she Hannah is just every two fence posts taking a break and yeah wait so yeah, that is so funny i mean it's it's a great little snippet it, it it gives me like the warm fuzzies for some reason she's just really kind of she's running and her face says badass i hate that i said that but you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then every every like two mailboxes like you said she's like taking a break to do like a little stretch yeah she, she ends up um running past her doorstep and uh, Lorene and Tad are there. And she's like, well, what are you guys doing here? I, you, she says, she, uh, he's like, you've passed us like five times. And she says, yeah, well, I run back and forth like X amount of times. And then it, it like rounds out to about a mile. And <laughs> what are you doing? Here? What she says is, um, I run back and forth a few times until I want to vomit and I measure that out. And usually it's about a mile. That was yes. a really funny detail. Thank me. you for fact checking. <laughs> that is so funny. I mean, <sighs> it's so funny. Um, basically Tad and Lorene want to uh, hang out like a normal family unit. And Hannah says normal family unit went out the window when one of you became gay and the other started dressing like Pat Benatar. It's so funny. And then uh, she like insists on continuing with her runs because it gives her endorphins. And uh-huh. like Tad is like, it's endorphins. Like, <laughs> like it's so funny. Endorphins. I mean, it's so funny. Um, then we see them all in the apartment together, and Hannah's basically ignoring them. And she's saying they're depressing to be around because they're trying to make their marriage work. And she says she'll only hang out with them if they get better haircuts, which I think is her just like ripping into her mom's haircut is so funny. And yeah, mean. it's so mean. It, so but like, mean. 
and it's not that different from what she's had the rest of the show like she's just in such a mood yeah tad does have a gay guy haircut though that's so i mean they both do have haircuts like they have haircuts with a capital (laughs) h yeah yes and i mean it's it's such a hilarious like detail for her to zero in on it's very hannah oh 100 um i did really like the united front that tad and laureen put on though when hannah tells them that she's going to do the moth story slam mm-hmm. and then she reveals that her outfit for it is going to be that workout combo that she's like, wearing yeah, right she's then like- and there She's like, probably this, and then like a belt with trinkets, and maybe a chunky <laughs> heel. I and love it. And then in unison, they're like, no. <laughs> so crazy. And so they, it really baffles me how little Hannah, like a fairly kind of artistic person, you know? I mean, but I guess it just doesn't translate. It Always. might just be like a true, maybe that is true style. Like someone who has no awareness of anything other than a vibe that they have within themselves and just like Fair. the clothes just like appear on them accordingly. But the True style is not understanding style. <laughs> it's when I hear a belt with trinkets, like not to go back to Salt Lake City, but like Lisa Barlow getting dressed by Meredith and like that. Oh my God, the belt. I mean, that was that was a straight up. That was just trinkets. That was no belt no belt she was like she had on like a sheer black bodysuit and just trinkets that is wild that she did that also like she must have a great great ass great legs i can't imagine allowing myself to do that she looked way better than she had any right to like she exactly. i mean that is the true beauty of barlow lisa bar legends like the beauty she, of barlow oh uh, um, um but they to, go shopping yes i i love them going shop where do they go like ann taylor or something <laughs> something like that it was, the clothes look pretty like chic ish yeah they look like like j crew chic you know like totally fine yeah right um yeah. like preppy ish the jenna alliance is j crew yes exactly um so yeah lorene takes her shopping uh and then she Hannah pulls a bunch of clothes and she said wow I love this I would wear this one to a date with Mark Ruffalo I'd wear this one to lunch with I can't remember Graydon Carter Carter. yeah yeah um and then Laureen says yeah that that shape looks really good on our body type and Hannah goes well we don't have the same body type (laughs) again just like ripping her mom a new one over and over and like y'all do have the same body type (laughs) like it's not it's not that far off like let's be let's be kind yeah let's be kind I mean it's just it's rough it's rough yeah Um, the story that Laureen tells about feeling happy that her ex-friend Cadence who stole her boyfriend um got hit by a bus what happened with that I don't I don't exactly remember but her ex-best friend did die and she does say she was happy about it yeah because she stole her boyfriend much like jessa stole adam stole adam it's i don't know i i feel really this this whole storyline with the jessa of it all we'll get to it but 
it's a true it's a true bummer it's a true bummer um yeah we'll get to that i loved the actual moth scene like i think we i don't remember which one of our former guests our illustrious former guests brought up that this ruined moth culture for everyone but that's funny i mean i i kind of i don't know it was sort of like it was ruined when she bought it kind of thing yeah (laughs) where it's like was it ever cool i don't know i mean it it definitely wasn't ever cool because half of this episode is people like the show making fun of like the incredibly pretentious um yes people who are there so like they get to the moth um elijah puts her name in twice on the random draw which is so funny and elijah i know Um, and he says it wait in a whisper but a loud whisper yeah and then the guy who he cuts is like this is so rude we're all trying to tell our truths like we all face hardships every day and like we're trying to tell truths i have a podcast (laughs) i was like yeah Uh, that is it (laughs) podcaster writes so funny he says i'm very serious i have a podcast podcast meant something so different at that time didn't it yeah in 2016 it the landscape really was like serial or comedy bang bang or npr and nothing in between yeah or like that guy kind of doing yeah some sort of like social commentary podcast yeah this was not a a scene i was really familiar with thankfully i have always found and maybe this people are gonna get mad at me for saying this but like the npr slash moth style like earnestness like wordy earnestness has it's just a vibe i don't mesh with super well in most content um yeah no I think I agree yeah I think their music the NPR music stuff is great but everything else to like everyone's always like why don't you like listen to this American life like you seem like you'd really like it you love podcasts I'm like that's I don't know about that (laughs) I'm willing to Gabe sometimes listens to this American life I'm like I could sure I could give it a go but I I don't think it's really my thing either i've like maybe listened to a few episodes but not yeah. no way that um feels meaningful <laughs> like i was surprised they got the actual ophira eisenberg to do this oh yeah given uh-huh. how kind of like hannah's story aside this was not very kind to the moth presenters of america though no. i was delighted to see um tammy sager who's a comedian yes. i really like i, I was like who i, I was like yeah. gonna know who that is who the hell is that i know who that tammy is sager, yeah she's yes. just like always in stuff and her little line about like um this woman was so rude she was australian i don't really remember her name but for the purposes of this story we're gonna call her cunty that really (laughs) made me laugh it's so funny it's so stupid so Um, stupid so many of these like first lines or like snippets we've heard we heard from the different people's moth stories were so 
like so real and so stupid yeah (laughs) and i love oh god i wish i wrote down more of them but they were all very they they, it it felt very perfect and real i'll just say in hannah's like let's just get into hannah's i guess like so the theme of the night is jealousy and hannah of course talks about adam and jessa um and she has notes with her that she has to put aside because I did not realize that the moth was graded and you couldn't have anything up there yeah um that would have really shaken me but of course it's a tv show it does not shake her yeah totally fine (laughs) her her piece is like I think like realistic quality almost it's not perfect it's not incredibly profound and it kind of felt stand-up-y to me in a way yeah. but she um, killed it yeah she does really well though like she's she delivers it perfectly yeah and I feel like the moth like it, like is a little stand-up-y you know there is a bit of like a that kind of vibe yeah like it, it is presentation-y um that's and Hannah has a lot of jokes like calling Jessa a Bridget Bardot baby with a like a mermaid <laughs> oh yeah yeah she says if Bridget, Bridget Bardot and a mermaid had a baby which which felt like so 2016 like and she so, had a like, full fungal infection and someone still asked for her number oh yeah yeah she had, an open, she had an open wound on her face and Matthew Perry still asked for her number <laughs> Matthew Perry <laughs> That was funny. Something like Matthew Perry's the funniest person to choose here, but the Bridget Bardot uh, cross with the mermaid thing definitely felt so like all right. Yeah. Um. I I also liked the line where she was like, "I'm not someone who kind of goes with the flow." You wouldn't say that. You'd say like, "Hannah, did she snort Adderall in the past hour?" <laughs> I thought I thought that was funny. I don't know. She, she I she's got a good voice and i thought it was very funny and it, and it is sort of like it's sort of just like lena dunham's writing but yeah it's very um self-aware for hannah in a way that it doesn't feel out of character it felt like true growth and the actual crux of the story that she tells about delivering the fruit basket to adam and jess's door with the note good luck I mean it sincerely in perpetuity Hannah because she's going to be forever Hannah. She can't not be anything else. I thought that was so lovely. Yeah, in perpetuity. Yeah, I I thought it was lovely too. I that yeah, and she delivers that line. She's like I'm going to be Hannah no matter what, like and then she when she delivered it, she heard screaming and she heard her name. And then she says, and I knew I was free at least for tonight. And honestly, that was, that was, that was chills for me. Yeah. And like the little, it was such a brief little flash, but they show Loreen like wordlessly um, giving her tens after she's done. And I thought that was so cute. That Um, is so cute. And Hannah's scenes for this episode ends with her running across the Williamsburg Bridge um smiling and then the show ends with a freeze frame which it's never done before yeah i was i mean it felt very series end it really did um i wonder if that's like a 
I didn't expect to come back. So I know season five was odd in that when it premiered, they announced that the next season, it got picked up for season six at the beginning of season five, and it was announced that the series, the series would end. Mm-hmm. This felt so much like a series finale, though, in the same way that like season two felt like such a series finale. Yeah, and I think this would have. Mm, I think this, for at least for Hannah, would have been a wonderful s- season finale. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and say what you will about how it actually ended for her, but I I agree with you. I think this would have been a very sweet way to end it. But, you know, I'm glad we got another season of Our Girl. Yeah, I am too. Um, And I think I would not have actually liked this episode on the whole as a series finale because, it, yeah. because of the next... Well, I wait, are we talking about Elijah? Or are we oh, talking yeah, about we Jessa? Can, we can move on to Elijah because he's quick. Okay, yeah. I mean, Elijah and Tad kind of have a little heart to heart while Hannah and Lorene are shopping. Um, he's been on a bender since the Dill breakup happened. Um, and he just feels like he wants to give up. Um, and he tries to like kind of push that giving up mentality on Tad. And Tad's like, no, I feel like my life's just beginning. Yeah, I really like so that. Sweet. I also yeah. love he he has a similar moment with Lorraine later, <laughs> except yeah. they're on the same page, which I thought I honestly now that I'm th- I didn't really think about that parallel, but he has the same kind of interaction with Lorraine later. But he and Lorraine are drinking out of paper bags on the street, and he's like, you know, I'm gonna die having done nothing, and I have a lot of time left because she's says I'm gonna die and having done nothing and he's like yeah well me too and I have my whole life ahead of me and <laughs> so they're kind of both kind of feeling like they're on uh ground uh, rock bottom yeah um it, but it's, it's a sweet, sweet little interaction yeah, yeah it's not as, as uh, sad as I made it sound they're kind of laughing about their m- relative misfortune and yeah he says I'm three beers away from trying to fuck you and she says apparently you're my type I think it's so I mean such a sweet you know she he's she's she's Hannah to him also yeah. you know and they have such good chemistry like I'm just always in awe of how good of an actor Becky and Baker is like right so I also um kind of a sidebar but I just watched the episode of Sex in the City where Miranda's mom dies oh, and that's a good one. she's it, oh, it's one of my favorites of like I cry every time I watch that. Um, but Becky and Baker's in it. Mm-hmm. Blank and you'll miss her as Miranda's sister. And Cynthia Nixon and wow. Becky and Baker as siblings is like unbelievable casting to me. I yes, absolutely. No, I remember that. Um good shit. Good shit. Everyone go watch that episode's like one of my absolute favorites of Sex and the City. Everyone oh, needs good. to go watch it. Perfect. Um so okay i was saying before we talked about elijah that i would not be happy with this as a series finale because i actually don't think this is a great episode of girls because of the jessa of it all yeah yeah i think this is heavy-handed and stagey and hammy in a way that the show does not usually get and felt 
and like we were talking a little bit last week and or two weeks ago about how like the Jessa Hannah relationship has not really been foundationally set enough for this kind of fight to occur. No, that's a really good point. I mean, oof, yeah, no, that's the. I mean, it felt so staged watching. I mean, the first time I watched it, I was like, "That is cinema." <laughs> when yeah. I was younger, but now watching it back, it does feel like a bit just kind of uh loud on just on purpose and you know without really setting it up like it it i didn't question it but it was it just felt like a bit much yeah and this is also i know like they felt or they wrote and filmed the finale not knowing if it was going to get picked up for season six mm-hmm. but it's crazy to me that they have this kind of fight and then in season six, they're still together. Like, yeah, it doesn't quite work for me. Yeah. Um. So I guess just to set the scene, Jess and Hannah are, or Jess and Adam are watching Sample at Adam's apartment. Um. And Jess is like so bad with the with baby Sample. Like she's feeding her a mountain of like. Yeah baby food pudding kind of stuff um and adam is i I was team adam for a lot of this episode yeah adam adam is like uh you can't like feed a baby this much like she's gonna choke and then just is like she's spitting it out like a normal person which i was like like, yeah like a normal person like she's not a she's a baby oh that was i mean she's kind of just a sociopath but yeah. also not. I don't know she's 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 young and stupid and I don't know I don't really like babies either so I get it yeah but but like then she's like Hannah loves babies why don't you go be with her which I was like this is so out of nowhere like yes that too it felt very out of nowhere yeah I mean, yeah and then the this the seed is planted um adam hates that she's bringing up hannah and so hannah, she just continues to bring up hannah yeah so then laird comes to pick up sample and take her home and adam does this like sobriety check with laird which i was like oh this is a uh, raw and real yeah <laughs> this is raw and real for sure um, and then just uh Jessa immediately is like, now we can go do something fun, like have sex at Trader Joe's. Yeah. Um, like, just so childish and specific. <laughs> yeah, very childish and specific. And then, like, somehow Hannah gets brought up again. And this leads to, like, a true knockdown brawl. Mm hmm. Yeah. They're being thrown. I mean, furniture is destroyed um a few quotes uh hannah's my this is from jessa obviously hannah's my dearest friend she will always come first you saying she's not in my life anymore doesn't work for me one thing i don't do is steal people's boyfriends but you ruined that and i'll never forgive you so there's a lot going on here and a lot of a lot of a lot behind this fight you know it's not just about her bringing up hannah it's the fact that you know jess has essentially lost her best friend and 
uh adam's angry i guess because she is not leaving his life no matter how much he tries to distance himself i'm not yeah i'm not totally sure where adam's rage is coming from i think adam's rage is he's dealing with the guilt of this situation by trying to erase it completely and jessa just like can't do that which Mm -hmm. i get from i i get jess's perspective on it and like i'm also someone who just like obsessively thinks about like every bad thing they've ever done so like i'm i get what she's saying with that when she says stuff like hannah is my dearest friend and she'll always come first i'm like um that's not the show we've watched for five seasons she hasn't come first for a while actually and like one thing i don't do is steal people's boyfriends but you ruined that i'm like I feel like we kind of have, like, I don't have any basis for saying this, but I'm kind of like, did you not steal someone's boyfriend? Like, I feel like we saw you in first season fuck one of your exes who is currently dating someone. Yeah, I I think she's just completely, yeah, no. Either, like, the show forgot that happened or, like, Jess is just, like, saying shit. I think it might just be Jessa thinking highly of herself. Yeah. And thinking that that's true, even though that's not. I will always give the benefit of the doubt to the writers on this show because this is like obviously we've said this time and time again like one of the best written shows in the history of TV. Mm-hmm. Um, this was baffling. This as season was baffling though like the and the camera work which is usually so good on the show like it really did feel like a stage play like just very um like people are like punching walls and throwing pots and like mm-hmm. knocking down bookshelves definitely if um, like a lot of people have said this about this episode um but it really did feel like an audition for adam driver to do marriage story <laughs> like um, to show he can like yeah. punch through walls and doors and stuff with his bare fists that is so true that's hilarious i mean I've never heard that line. I really, I mean, I agree with that. Yeah. It is just him. I mean, it's so over the top, like him throwing a bike at her. And yeah, then, crazy. And then, you know, like chasing her into the bathroom and then punching through the bathroom door, like the shining style. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, the one line from this that really I thought was so so well done though was Adam saying that he initially hated Jessa because Hannah hated her which like I think is kind of true like Hannah really did have such disdain for Jessa at points Um, but then Jessa's like welcome to having a friend which once again that is like Adam just can't really understand the complexities of that kind of friendship because he does we've really never seen his friends outside of like ray and like random people he works with yeah he's not he doesn't have many friend friends Mm -hmm. i mean he's just he's an odd guy he's not he's not making friends or for that matter um yeah i i I guess the lines that um, Hannah must have heard through the door when she was dropping off the uh, the fruit basket were um, we are done with her and she says we will never or 
uh, Jessica says we will never never be done with her and then Adam says Hannah's a bitch and a cunt <laughs> it's just I mean it's even the line is they're not saying that I don't know I, I am I, yeah. I, I think I'm really starting to settle into the fact that it's not <laughs> this really isn't like that as strong a scene as I thought it's loud and it's busy but it's not like it doesn't feel as substantial as this show sometimes is like I, like when you think about other Adam fights like at the end of season one where he like gets hit by the van or whatever or the end of season three when they're fighting in the alley after Adam's play and like Hannah's like derailed the play with her news about going to Iowa like those scenes are so well done and so like nuanced and how there's hurt on both sides. It's kind of hard to understand in this one where everyone's coming from outside of a shared like sense of guilt. And the writing just feels really like blunt in a way that like it's yeah. not. I don't they, know. No, definitely. I'd be curious to see who wrote this episode or who wrote the scene. And even like the last we see of them of them lying naked on the floor having like had sex in the wreckage of this apartment um i was like okay like this is kind of like a very uh it's like love the way you lie music video way to end this oh my god that's hilarious was this not the love? The whole scene was the love of the way you lie music video. It is. It is giving love the way you lie music video, which is not really like I don't know. I I like there are better things to give. Sure, I I might agree with you. I mean, do you like that song? Love the no, not really. Okay, do I don't think I do either. But like, I do feel like I have such a like psychological attachment to that song because how many times we heard it growing up we heard it so i mean that that is uh, that is a never that will never leave us that song but it will it truly won't and i wish it would because i find it so deeply unpleasant on like multiple yeah. levels but... uh, yeah i don't like anything about it honestly life's a game but it's not fair i break the rules so i don't care <laughs> Yeah, yeah yeah when you think about it um it's deep it's too deep okay which girl oh, are you in this wait did we cover it all yeah we covered it all yeah. um what do you think about the season i i mean i honestly i like the season more than i remembered um yeah this episode i i liked it but like i don't know talking through it was kind of like i don't know i don't know how i felt about this episode I really liked, a, I mean, the Marnie and Shosha of it all felt a little slight. Yeah. But the Hannah stuff was so good. Mm -hmm. And the Jessa stuff I thought was honestly so bad that it kind of evened it out. Like, I think this is yeah. close to the worst episode of the season, but like, maybe it's a great, I think it would have been a really good at least for Hannah, the main girl, this would have been a good series finale. And I still, I think this season is very underrated. Probably my second favorite after one or two, depending on like yeah. how I'm feeling in the moment. Like, but it's kind of hard to say. 
I do I do I did like it a lot yeah. at, at the end of our our whole recap we should rank the seasons oh absolutely that is an exercise I'm very excited to do because like we're about to get into six and I would not like I wouldn't be shocked almost if I rank six at the top like I'm very very excited to get into I like it. six a lot honestly like there there are some great episodes in there such good I I think it's all great episodes and we'll I mean we'll get into the finale the se- the actual series finale is such a bold episode of tv especially for this show like closing it out the way it does we are going to have so much to talk about I know Only 10 more episodes so crazy oh, that is so crazy wow we really need to we need to talk through our calendar but yeah <laughs> we will be and I do want to do episodes where we talk about tiny furniture sharp stick yeah and I guess Catherine called birdie too that seems yeah, like a fun one that would be fun I loved that book growing up so I'm really I would actually really like to to do that um okay final segments which girl are you in this episode um I you go first because I don't know I yeah this was a hard one too um I think Hannah most like two episodes in a row where I feel very Hannah um Mm. just I guess in the sense that I do just feel a lot better and a lot more grounded when I'm able to talk about my life and my feelings and like some sort of like channeled way like whether that's like moth storytelling or like discussion groups or something like I do I I, like I think learning how to like focus your voice and like apply it to something Mm -hmm. and what she is learning is like a realization I've made in my life that I I have I think has made my life a lot better sorry did he on um oh my god I, my, I, my touching realization met with I'm crying. complete disinterest <laughs> no no it's like <laughs> no I'm just tired I'm sick no it's okay we are very tight tight night it is 7 20 on a on a Thursday I, I want to exercise after this but I don't know if I have the energy I'm going to and then I <laughs> this is kind of maybe a little like Hannah Horvathy actually I'm making a pizza salad tonight the new it's from the New York Times cooking it's a Sola El Whaley recipe but it is just like yeah I'll I'll send it afterwards it's like um like pizza parlor chopped salad but with like crispy pepperoni it looks really good okay I need that I need that now okay I'll yeah (laughs) we'll send that to you I I think I'm Hannah too honestly not to steal yours but I think I'm something about just the way i i think of just hannah's hannah's kind of um flailing and choosing to give a uh a gift basket to her um former best friend and boyfriend current kind of enemies and kind of just yeah i feel like it she did it in a way where she did really mean it like good luck but she also kind of was like hmm, you yeah. know like you think of me when you eat this expensive fruit basket you know yeah um and i i kind of felt i felt that um <laughs> but it felt like a, it was a, a 
like a petty victory too like she really like the last two episodes of the season hannah has really um come into her own maturity wise in a way and like i mean maybe we can just skip to this next one really quickly because it's too good of a segue like my mvp is hannah for this episode too for the same reasons yeah yeah um wait are we doing fit check now or mvp lvp let's do mvp lvp and then close out with fit check just because okay too good of a segue yeah go ahead well my mvp is hannah like she's just it we have seen her be such a narcissistic monster through so much of the show and to see her like actually write about her experiences and like talk about her experiences in a very self-aware way mm-hmm. and then seeing it like pay off well like that's great like that's it feels like growth for her like i'm happy and it's not it doesn't feel like wish fulfillment either like i think the moth story quality itself was just like slightly shoddy enough that it realistically felt like I wish out of it's not like this 12th hour thing where like at the last minute she magically comes up with this like perfect story to tell like it's not like that like she just does a good job like applying herself which is a very realistic victory um my LVP for this episode and indeed for most of the season is Marnie complete debasement um no idea how to talk about herself in a self-aware way in the same way like hannah has made more progress than marnie does which would have been like unthinkable season one yeah i mean definitely i feel like lvp i'm gonna no maybe lvp i'll make desi oh yeah um mvp i would say hannah but maybe shush for um coming into her own and having this nice little victory you know she needed it yeah i like that i re- I really like that i always forget we could pick men for the end of the segment too <sighs> elijah had a really rough season too elijah did yeah he really did i mean mm, yeah he, he had like bad sex with like an old guy an older guy not an old guy and Corstol is so hot I would never say anything bad about Corstol he's, Stoll, not, an like, guy, he's he... not an old guy he was like 45 when this show was or this season was filmed um but like bad sex like got dumped went on a bender wore a lot of v-neck t-shirts that's not a successful year no that's a bad year yeah speaking of v-neck t-shirts let's talk about the fits what was yes. your fit of the week um, I'm Hannah in the outfit that she'd wear on a date with Mark Ruffalo or the um, outfit that she was going to wear to the moth, um, a belt with trinkets and a chunky heel. Love. Too perfect. I, I really, um, I wish we could have seen the belt with the trinkets. Like it, this I really know. just was like I a vision of what could have been. I need to know what the trinkets are. And like just the idea of a, putting a blazer on over the workout outfit that she's wearing. So crazy. Just what are you thinking, girl? It looked like Taylor Dane. It's great. I mean, honestly, she'd look like Pat Benatar. Like, so mine was Lorene's Pat <laughs> Benatar outfit, the like the Rock of Love season one, like kind of wide neck blousey top that she's in the I whole mean, episode 
that is not far off from like a belt with trinkets and a chunky heel. No, certainly not. It was so funny though. I like didn't even notice it was so like Pat Benatari until Hannah said something about it. Um, Such a funny line. Like Pat Benatar. I I just... It's hilarious. It's so funny. And like with all the love in the world to Pat Benatar because she has some truly great songs, like it really does feel like such an insult to be. <laughs> it does. I mean, it's because she was of a certain time. There's, you know. And like this, like Pat Benatar, like I feel like Pat Benatar has been 55 for 40 years, if that makes sense. For sure. And, and you know, she's she's not a style icon. I'd say that. I'd no, say she's, she's, she's Pat Benatar. And that's, okay. I'm not Pat Benatar. I don't have like four top ten singles and uh, and I'm not in the Rock and Roll Hall of, Hall of Fame. I'm not. I don't know no. who Pat Benatar is either. Actually, but I'm certainly not. I mean, yeah. Fact not check. if not if Jan Wenner has anything to say about it. Oh, <laughs> no women in there. Oh my God, no. Top Get him out. Right at the end. Um. <laughs> oh God, I love Heartbreaker. Actually, I maybe I'll go listen to that when I'm crisping the pepperoni for this pizza salad oh my god stop i want that right now i'll send you the i'll send you the recipe but we're off mic um someone was being on instagram comments was being rude to her and was like you guys are like giving up with your recipes like you guys are what? making pizza salad now and i'm like hey this looks so good it just looks good. like a chopped salad and be like i think she just had a kid so like if she's making a bunch of like pantry staple foods with what she has around because she has a literal child to take care of like cool it buster like cool let it. her crisp that pepperoni up i'm sure that salad's gonna taste so good so oh my god i really i hate that i hate that a lot yeah um wow another season in the books love it we we had a successful episode successful season successful episode and so much mm-hmm. more left to come um Yay. you can follow our tiktok at oh julia gray okay yes but i still haven't updated it maybe we will this week who knows <sighs> maybe we'll bank a bunch of tiktoks and release them soon who knows i would really love to do that i i have no fucking time yeah it's we hard need to do it. i'm i also don't have a lot of time and i'm bad at video editing okay. i can i have all the video and i can give it uh the old charleston try to but i don't know Here's the thing. Um, I wanna I wanna figure it out and I'm going to. I know I will. It just when I don't know. But I we have files. I have the the George and Sam video. I got it. I got yeah. it. I, I mean we definitely it. have files. That's we if there's the one thing we do, we have its files. I had to just like clear half of my hard drive today from like old episodes from like last September. Okay. Um Wait, like I'm the Spotify you- live days to like yeah. As long as you're holding on to these ones, these are. Oh, I have, I have all the recent ones. Um, but like, yeah, all the ones we don't the video for. I'm like, I gotta get rid of these because I cannot even Google New York Times cooking to get to my pizza salad because my memory's gone. Send Um, them all to me before you delete them, just so we have them somewhere. I will. Um, okay, so that's that on TikTok. Uh, <laughs> thank you for hearing about my heart drive for the past like 30 seconds. Um, uh, you can follow um, 
I feel like I do a lot of the Twitter sharing. So if you're trying to follow us on Twitter, follow me at FKA Pigs with the Z. Um, where I have been posting a lot more like girls' memes too. Um, if you're interested in that, if you're interested, if you're at all interested, I sound like um Steve Buscemi from Thirty Rock. The link, how you doing, fellow kids, or whatever, <laughs> being like, come, come memes. for the memes. Um. But yeah, you can follow FK Pigs on Twitter uh, or X, like whatever you want to call it. I don't know what your family does. And rate and review everywhere you get your podcast. We've had some very nice ratings recently um, on both Spotify and Apple, and I'm sure the other ones too, but I don't I don't check the other ones. Um, so you know what? Just keep them coming. We really appreciate it. It's nice to nice to feel loved in the way that we are. Anything else? I think we've got it. I think we've we've cracked the code on this one. So um all right, until next time. We will be back next week with an episode of something. So of we'll something. yeah, we'll we'll talk off mic about it, but uh expect something interesting for sure. All right. Bye everyone. Bye.